Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where... I am completely addicted to giving you the tools that you need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author, OG influencer, and DJ, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. (laughs) Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to please be sure to rate, review, and follow us. If you've enjoyed the podcast so far, consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts to unlock our bestie subscriber-only audio experience. You'll get exclusive audio, interviews, ad-free episodes, and monthly guided meditations. So let's get right into today's episode, shall we? I was out yesterday because, you know, we outside all summer, um, and I saw a good guy friend of mine. We've been friends, gosh, at least two decades, Um, and he was like, you know, um, my mom is transitioning. I'd like to talk to you about some things. And I was like, wow. Um, twofold. Cause one, um, y'all really think I'm an expert at this, <laughs> which I guess in some aspects, a part of also me owning who I am and what I provide and what I do and my impact is me acknowledging that I am an expert, um, in grief and just how I've managed to, um, manage for lack of better words, so he wanted to, you know, I, I don't want to say pick my brain because that's a really lighthearted way to think of it. Um, but he wanted to chat about um, how to manage and, and next steps and what to do in specifics. And it made me think about the amount of people who just might not know what to do when their loved one is transitioning. So in this episode, we are going to talk about um, just a few things that I in the spirit of what my book is titled, Things I Wish I Knew Before My Mom Died, um, just things that I really wish I would have known to do um, or would have uh, taken more, I don't want to say seriously, but just, just would have prior, prioritized better um, while I was managing my emotions. And I will give myself grace and give myself credit and absolve the guilt that I once had and say that it is a lot to maintain your well-being and yourself, you know, while you're also caring for someone else who happens to be dying. So this episode is dedicated to all the things that I think um, you should know or do while or when your loved one is transitioning. I also want to remind you that um, every single body's, every single one of us will have a different experience with death and grief is so unique yet so uh connective right like even though grief is very singular it is such a parallel experience for a lot of us um but again want to remind you that work what works for one person may not work for another you know these tips may or may not work for you um but i'm going to share again today some just really general 
tips and some insights that I hope, um, and I won't even say hope, I know that these tips will help you navigate this challenging time. And even if you know these things, uh, maybe for this podcast episode to someone who may not, um, but even while you, again, while you are grieving and, and, um, maneuvering around your feelings, please remember to trust your own instincts. They will never, ever steer you wrong. I promise you they won't. It's crazy for me to even acknowledge or or say that it's been 10 years since my mom has passed, but it has been, and I have learned so much. Um, But when I think back, one of my biggest regrets, um, probably my only regret at this time, because again, I have absolved a lot of the guilt that I held, um, but it's not recording her more. I don't really, or I don't, not even really, I don't at all remember what her voice sounds like. I don't have anything with her voice on it. Um, and that saddens me at times because I wish that on those days when I, you know, I feel down and I get sad or I miss her tremendously, um, which of course that's every day, but there are some moments, especially milestones, uh, this whole DJ career when she's not here, you know, there's so, there's so much, 10 years is such a long span and there's so much she hasn't seen. So now I'm in a new cycle of grief, um, that I, it's hard for me to explain, but I like, and I'll, I'll get my words together at some point, but I really do wish that I had taken lots of pictures and more voice notes and videos. Um, and she was a very, very much, I don't want to take no picture cause I'm fat. Ignore all those things that your, um, loved one says and take all the pictures, all the voice notes, all the videos, all of that. Um, and it's going to be hard while you're navigating this end of life journey, but it is going to be so crucial for you to be extra, extra intentional in creating those meaningful moments that you can record and that you can hold on to. Um, my brain just doesn't know what her voice sounds like anymore. And again, if I had a voicemail, if I, you know, her, her, her number has been disconnected for 10 years, we kept it on as long as we had, but that's a bill that you're like, whatever. And at the time there wasn't any real technology to, to swipe that. Um, or if I had a thought to record that, like it's just so many things you don't think about. So again, this is me telling you to think about these things. Um, in addition to needing all of the memories as you manage your grief, you have to remember that your loved one still needs love all the way through to the end. So you're going to have to still engage in activities that your loved ones enjoy, even though you're going to know, like in the back of your head, you're going to say, this is going to be the last time we do X, Y, Z. And that's fine, right? Like, I think you also have to give your grace in that grieving process and knowing that it will be the last, but you can't not do it because it's going to be the last. Because these shared experiences will bring so much comfort and connection to you while you're going through this journey. But really, for when they do transition, these memories are is, is what you'll hold on to that will keep you sane, that will keep you safe, that, you know, will 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 give you the courage to 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 keep moving on. You also want to let um, them know how much you mean to them, um, how much they mean to you. I'm sorry, how much they mean to you and how uh, how they've impacted your life. Use this time to express your love 
and appreciation for them. This can be done, you know, through words, through letters. I even saw on the internet this new thing called a memory journal, kind of like scrapbooking, um, like a hybrid of scrapbooking and journaling. And so there's lots of pictures and memories in there, but then you each also write things in there. And that's also just something that you can hold on to again for later for when you are, I, I promise you, um, and anyone who is grieving will agree with me, there will be times when you will not want to get out of the bed and you will not know what to do next. And the first thing you're going to want to do or need to do is grab something that is going to comfort you and make you feel like you are safe. And there's no better feeling than grabbing a picture of your mom or dad or whoever or grabbing, um, you know, a, a, a photo book or like photos and videos, all of that. When you can go look to that when you're in that dark space it will instantly bring you up. And again, those are the things that you're going to need to bring you out of that space because you're going to fall. You're going to, you're, you're, you're gonna when, when the funeral is over and you've done all the things you need to do and you're by yourself, the world has stopped checking on you because they're going to stop checking on you. You're going to come to a dark space and you're going to need those memories to bring you back up. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, you know? So why should your payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 a day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. If I needed something like Earn In, it's what I use because it won't have you falling into debt traps. Make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, make sure you type in self-care under podcasts. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. Self-care under podcasts, subject to your available earnings, daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I want you to also be intentional about finding comfort in the silence, both with your loved one and on your own. Um, it is the simplest way to be present without words, right? And when you sit in silence with your loved one, it is such and immense comfort to them when you hold their hand. And again, you're just in silence and you're exchanging that energy. If you are a person who believes in energy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, when you are able to connect with someone who is transitioning in this way, it is an indescribable experience, right? Um, because they 
when I believe when you are transitioning, you are the most vulnerable. Um, my mom shared things with me that I know for a fact she would have never said to me if she was not gone up yonder. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so while you're sitting there and you're in silence, you can feel uh, you can feel the happiness. You can feel the joy. You can also feel the fear. You know, you can feel the worry. And I think it is important for you to understand that position of transitioning, um, to be able to feel the energy of the other person. And I know for a fact, just from talking with my mom and just, you know, experiencing, I also sat one time with um, a good friend of mine. His name is Tim, um, photographer in Baltimore who passed away. And I sat with him um, on his last days and we talked about, you know, what heaven was like. Um, and so again, just to sit and be in silence and imagine, you know, we were talking about what heaven would be like, and we just, we both kind of just paused for a second and nothing again, just naturally, we both kind of just paused and just was like, huh. And in that moment, in those few seconds, I could feel him thinking about the clouds. I could feel him thinking about, you know, if he could find my mom, um, it is just, again, a, a really comforting experience for both you and your loved one because uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be some wild days, friends. It's going to be some real wild days. Even though um, this time will be emotionally overwhelming, um, you're going to experience lots of things that you've never experienced before, um, feelings that you have buried, um, have tried to run from, all of the things, right? I promise you though, um, even with all of that, this is not the time to isolate yourself. This is the time to ask for help. Even if you have no idea what help looks like, what helps feel like, what help feels like, you know, um, which is why like when, when my friend reached out or he saw me the other day and said, you know, I need to talk to you. I knew exactly what that meant. And even though in our conversation, I know he's not going to know what to ask. He's not going to know what help he needs. He just knows that he needs help. And so this, again, this will be the time where you say, you know, and, and, and maybe it is you saying, you know, I don't really know what I need, but I know at some point I'm going to need you on deck, right? I'm going to need you on deck because I might be calling on you for some help. Um, I actually created a, an emotional support checklist just for this um, situation. And I created it while I was grieving myself because I had to think about like, who can I call on? Uh, because sometimes when you're in the fight, you know, when you're in the storm, we absolutely forget who we can call on. We forget who does what, who has the capacity, who don't, you know, uh, when can I call a person? Maybe I call this person for this, but I call this other person for that. This person can't help me for this, but this person can help me for that. Right. So this is what the emotional support uh, cheat sheet does. It's going to help you identify who is in your village. It is going to help you identify your safe space before all of this stuff, right? Um, it just makes, again, makes the journey less wild when you can actually know who to call because I'm here to tell you once again, it's going to be wild regardless, friend. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Um, I'll make sure I'll link the, link the emotional support cheat sheet in the show notes. Um, but once you know who your people are, then you got to reach out to them. You got to share your feelings with your close friends or your family uh, who can comfort you and who have some understanding. And, and maybe they don't exactly know 
what you're going through. But again, identify who your people are and know who you can lean on to receive empathy. Empathy is what is you're going to need, especially in the beginning. Empathy is going to be what is going to save you and again, bring you out or keep you from those dark spaces because sometimes or not even sometimes, I feel like all the times just talking about your emotions can just provide such a sense of relief just to get it out. Um, sometimes the journaling ain't enough. Um, the praying ain't enough. You know, sometimes you really do need to just spit it out. Like say all the things you're angry for, say all the regrets, say all the guilt, you know, and, and that's really the only way that you will absolve some of those negative emotions is by talking about them and then getting them out. Um, Also, I want you to consider therapy and counseling. I laugh because, you know, I push this concept real heavy, okay, around these parts. We we therapy, we counseling because them people with all them degrees, okay, can help you process your emotions and navigate the grieving process because maybe you're in a spot, right? And hopefully you're not. Um, I, I still believe in therapy, but hopefully... Um, we're on episode 82. Hopefully you have listened enough. You have binged enough to know enough or be emotionally intelligent enough to know how you're feeling. Right. But there are lots of people and there's no shame in also being this person, people who have no idea, who have not arrived at the space to know what that feeling is why I am reacting this way, why I feel this way, you know? And so a therapist can really help you go through that and navigate that. I also started self-care in real life years ago um, as a means to connect with other people. So um, finding a support group or a brave space like self-care in real life will be incredibly comforting for you. Um, I realized again in the beginning, right after I wrote my book that, um, cause I really did selfishly write my book. I wrote the book with the intent of, let me get this, these feelings out my head. Right. And maybe somebody else is going through this. But then after I wrote the book, I got, and I still really honestly get lots of letters and emails and comments and people come up to me about how the book has helped. I realized really early that we all just want to connect. We all just want to feel heard. Like we're all yearning to heal. And so again, this is how self-care in real life was created or conceptualized. So in your journeys, please make sure that you find safe communities, brave spaces where you can share and, and be seen and be heard. Because again, you falling into that dark spot, it's not the time to isolate yourself. When you need to grow your team, the last thing you want to do is spend countless hours trying to find someone for the job. Let Indeed do the work for you. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Plus, with Instant Match, Over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. My favorite part of using Indeed is how much time it saves me. Indeed does the hard work for you. Indeed shows you the candidates whose resume on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Start hiring now 
with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Just go to indeed.com slash self-care IRL and support the show by saying you heard all about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hardest part about my mom transitioning was knowing that business still needed to be done while I was completely falling apart. It is going to be difficult as hell, but addressing practical matters can also provide a sense of relief. It will also ensure that your loved one's wishes are respected um, and just held out. So as you move about your feelings, keep on top of the medical support needed, keep on top of all of the legal and financial matters, and especially the funeral arrangements. You want to make sure that your loved ones receive the best Um, but also appropriate uh, medical care and pain management. Uh, This should be your very top priority. So do your best to communicate with your healthcare team to understand their condition and, you know, explore any available options to keep your loved one comfortable while they transition. Old people don't want to do this part early. Um, I don't know why. Actually, I do know why, but they don't want to do it. But try to get them to discuss end-of-life decisions, um, wills, any necessary paperwork, you know, where it is. Try to do all of that before hospice is the only option left. Like, try to do that early on, like when they're healthy, actually. Um, And if you have to, maybe consider involving an attorney or a legal professional to help you navigate all of this stuff. But you really want to do as much of or all of you can, all of the things you can, all the legal stuff before hospice. Um, but again, also give yourself grace because, um, again, old people they don't want to do this. <laughs> um, if your loved one is also open to it, have a discussion about what uh, they want their funeral or mem- uh, memorial services to be like. Uh, this can include them selecting the funeral home deciding on whether it's going to be a burial or cremation, any specific honorings, uh, you know, ceremonies or whatever requests that they might have. Do all of this before it gets tricky. And when I say tricky, I mean when they're, you know, super in pain or they're, you know, uh, people who have experienced hospice know what happens when people transition and there will become a point or a time where none of these things will matter to your loved one. They are dying. They are filled with emotions. Um, Their organs are beginning to end and stop. And so they don't give a damn about that goddamn will. (laughs) They just don't. So try to do it early on uh, way before, like as soon as you've made the decision um, that, they're going to go to hospice. I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, I'm afraid to sit with them because I don't know what to say. Um, what if I said something wrong? You're probably going to say something wrong. Um, but the craziest part about this is perhaps that you can't ever 
say the right thing, right? Like you're always going to trip up. You're always going to put your foot in the mouth because, I mean, they're dying. Um, and it, it, it might be awkward, perhaps, you know, and it's very okay to tell your loved one, I have no idea what to say to you. Um, and I think then they'll probably say how you can help or the things you can say. It might turn into a giggle moment between you two, you know, but a good place to start usually when you don't know what to say or you're you're having a hard time relating to that person is to try to reminisce, you know, talk about all the memories, all the accomplishments of your loved ones, or even you, you know, you can, or you can just catch up, tell them about your day. Um, But it's really easy to start the conversation with, you know, remember when, we did so-and-so, remember when, you know, and it, it takes you back down memory lane. It is going to be really easy for you to, in the moment, be listening and then zone out. Do your best to really listen and be attentive while they're sharing. They might uh, feel the need to overly apologize, especially my parents out there. I feel like lots of parents um, come to a place of vulnerability and they start to think about all the things they could have did better. So they want to apologize. They want to ask for forgiveness, all the things, um, let them voice their, their regrets from life. They need to get, they need that time to get it out. They need a sounding board. You are that sounding board. Um, just allow them time to speak their experiences and be heard. Even if their experiences aren't exactly how you remember it, that's okay. Um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in life, especially uh, via death and and, and via uh, transitioning, is that we are all just human beings having a collective experience in life. And sometimes the truth gets muddled um, depending on how we perceive and experience things, right? Um, also remember to say I love you often, very often. We negate how good those three words actually are feel coming from anyone really, but definitely coming from your loved one. Thank them. Thank them for um, allowing you to be there. Thank them for the past past things. Um, Thank them for being vulnerable in that moment, for being brave. Just thank them and then offer forgiveness. If there were situations when your loved one um, has hurt you in some way, and I feel like they have, you know, right, because we're human beings, um, Offer them forgiveness if it feels right to you. You know, I'm, I'm not saying just offer it up all willy-nilly and then they die and now you have regrets. But if you're in the space to tell the person they are forgiven if you feel that way, you know. And lastly, if you can, um, ask them how you can help in any other way, right? Other than listening, like all the things that you've done you know, you want to make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's. Ask them, can I happen to help in any other way? Ask if there's something more they want to discuss that hasn't been, you know. Um, one of the greatest gifts that we had was a grief counselor, and they were able to um, help us navigate some conversations. My mom had a conversation with me, my dad, my brother, um, and we... I don't know what they talked about, but me and my mom talked about lots of things. We talked about um, our relationship, me, my mom's, and my son's relationship, how that intertwines. Um, 
and just got some resolve on some things. I don't think we realize how heavy the burden is of loss when there are conversations that we have been ignoring, when there are conversations that need to be had. The burden is so heavy when that person leaves and now you can't get any answers, right? Because you've been, been you've been in, avoiding those conversations. So use this time to really have those hard conversations um, because you're not going to be able to resolve it without that person. While my mom was transitioning, I was actually staying with my parents, you know, helping my dad and the nurses care for my mom and also just being there. Like I wanted to be there for the last um, moments of her life. It was important for me. So I actually left New York and came back to Maryland um, to just be with my mom and kind of help take care of her the last two months of her life. But Two weeks before she transitioned, I had decided to take a break and go back to New York, you know, check on my apartment, uh, water the plants, uh, hang out with some coworkers, uh, grab some new clothes. But most importantly, I left to breathe. You know, I left to breathe a little bit. I left to grab what little bit of normalcy I could find because Amidst all the challenges of caring for your loved one, it will be so crucial for you to prioritize your own well-being. You are going to forget to eat. You are going to forget to exercise. You're going to forget to sleep. You know, you're you're going. I remember thinking, uh, like falling asleep on like like I would sleep on a couch in our living room uh, because I didn't want to miss, like I I didn't want to go to sleep and she'd be dead. You know. Um. And so you have to remember to eat well, exercise, get all your rest. And you have to remember to do all the activities that still bring you joy. You have to be intentional about creating the time to do the things that you enjoy. It is it is going to be hard. Um, and I pause because it, it, it was very hard for me to take those two weeks and go up. It felt selfish, you know, it felt like the nerve of me to want normalcy while my mom is sitting in this bed dying, the nerve of me. Um, I also felt like it wasn't enough time. You know, I, I remember asking God, like, just get us through Christmas. I probably like, just get us through Christmas. Then Christmas came when I said, oh, please, let just get us through her birthday. And a birthday came and passed. And I said, just get us through my son's graduation. God was like, listen here. Okay, I gave you two more. Just get us through and we're done. She's coming up with me. <laughs> um, but the truth is there isn't enough time. The, there just isn't. So whether... It's you reading or painting or going for a walk or just simply spending time in nature. Whatever it is that brings you joy, do these activities. They will provide a much needed break from just the emotional demands that caregiving uh, brings about. And remember to be kind to yourself. Allow yourself to grieve and process your emotions at your own pace. Give yourself uh, permission to feel and just honor all your needs. Um, I think that's it. I think I gave you about seven or so. I think that's it. I might do a part two if I forget. 
And also remember, if you have something that you want to add, go ahead and send a message on IG. I always respond. I always listen. Um, but as we end out, I want to remind you that although this journey is going to be the most challenging thing that you have ever experienced, it is also an opportunity for you to grow. It is also an opportunity for you to heal. And it's an opportunity for you to connect not only with your loved one and your other family members who are also experiencing this with you. It is a really good chance for you to connect with your inner self in the most deepest way, right? For you to check how you feel about death, for you to check how you feel about life. Um, it is just an experience that I, it's bittersweet, right? Because I, I hate that I had to lose my mom to grow in this way. Like, golly, couldn't it have been any other way I could have figured this out? And the honest answer is no. No, I needed all these lessons to be the person that I am. Um, lastly, remember that you are not alone. Uh, support is available every single step of the day, every single step of the way. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for joining me today. I am incredibly grateful for our connection Thank you for leaning into these really hard conversations with me. And a special thank you to those of you who are faithfully listening and supporting our podcast each and every week. If you have enjoyed and loved this episode, do me a favor and submit your review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or just wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me, so consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts to unlock our bestie subscriber-only audio experience. You'll get exclusive audio, interviews, ad-free episodes, monthly guided meditations, early access, and more. And don't forget to share this episode on social via IG stories, Twitter, Facebook. Just do your girl a favor and share it so we can keep the conversation going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me at Ty Alexander and at Self Care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening today. And until next time, toodles. <laughs>